0: This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Bringing you a common sense and fresh perspective to creating a just society. This is Common Sense on Social Justice. You'll get equipped with the tools you need to carry out social justice right where you are. Now, here's the host of Common Sense on Social Justice, Michael Davis. Thank you once again for joining us as we continue our journey of creating a just society right where we are. We are in the middle of a series of... Uh, Going over the encyclical Rerum Novarum by Pope Poblio XIII, written in 1891. And we're in part four today, beginning with paragraph 40. If you like sports, I am sure you have seen the difference between losing teams and championship teams. Losing teams play each game as if the goal is to win that game or at least try to stay in the game. There's a lack of energy and focus that often happens to these teams. Championship teams realize that there is a higher goal to attain, so they see each game as merely a means to the ultimate goal. Pope Leo XIII reminds us today, beginning in paragraph 40 of Rerum Novarum, that the ultimate goal of humans is eternal life with Jesus Christ, and that any task on earth be it holding a job, having a family and so on are all means to that ultimate end and not the end in itself. So today we're going to talk about what is it really all about? Is it about just wages? Is it about better benefits? Is it about vacations or is it about something higher than that? So in paragraph 40 uh, here, the Pope reminds us that what it really is about that our life does not consist in things as Jesus teaches us, but consist in the pursuit of holiness, joy and peace as St. Paul reminds us Two, the Pope reminds us that no man, no one has the authority to block anyone else from the pursuit of God or to use another person in servitude. Everyone, has the same purpose. I don't care if you're the president or prime minister, if you're a, a garbage collector, a front desk person in an office, whoever you are, you have one purpose, and that is eternal life with God. No government has authority to block my pursuit and your pursuit of that of becoming what we were put on earth for. Yet the government and corporate heads seek to do just that. You think of communist China, communist China very much attempts to block people from pursuing God. Think of the long hours demanded at your job, at many jobs. Those are blocks to time for prayer time for church, time for meditation, time with family, and so on. Now, in paragraph 41, I want to read this and expound on it, but basically what the Pope is saying is we must be given freedom to rest for the purpose of worship. So notice in paragraph 41, he says, and it's a short paragraph, from this follows the obligation of the secession from work and labor on Sundays and certain holy days. Now, my priest in a homily a few months ago really expounded on the need for businesses to close down on Sundays, to cease from shopping on Sundays, and that you should never work or cause your, or force your employees to work unless it's an absolutely necessary task. For example, doctors and nurses at an emergency room uh, and in, in the hospitals, you know, the police force, fire crews, those kinds of things, very necessary. But unless it's absolutely, un, uh, absolutely necessary, cease from work and labor on Sundays and certain holy days. He goes on to say, the rest from labor is not to be understood as mere giving to idleness. Notice this, the rest From later, labor is not to be understood as mere giving way to idleness, much less must it be an occasion for spending money and for vicious, like I says that vicious indulgence, as many would have it be, but it should be rest from labor, hallowed by religion. Rest combined with religious observances disposes man to forget for a while the business of his everyday life, to turn his thoughts to things heavenly and to worship, which he so strictly owes to the eternal Godhead. It is this above all, which is the reason and motive of Sunday rest, a rest sanctioned by God's great law of the ancient covenant. Remember thou keep holy the Sabbath and taught to the world by his own mysterious rest after the uh, creation of man. He rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had done. So the Pope encourages take Sundays and holy days of obligation that the church lays out for us, take those days off, but not for the purpose of idleness, but for the purpose of worship and renewal, of course. Idle rest would be part of that, but it's not the main thing. Notice, as the Pope says, so that we can forget about our daily life and turn our thoughts toward God. Not so we can forget about our daily life and turn our thoughts toward football, baseball, basketball, whatever it is, but rather turn our thoughts towards God. Notice, too, that he says we are not... To be spending money and indulging ourselves, as he calls it, vicious indulgence, but to rest and to worship. So you should, first of all, start the day on Sundays with Mass. You should spend time with the Rosary Liturgy of the Hours. Spend time visiting a nursing home with your family. Spend time being with your family, blessing the poor on Sunday and holy days of obligation. That is what it should look like. Now in paragraph 42, he gives the conditions of work that are laid out. Remember, we've been talking about the rights of the working class. Here he spells out what should be the conditions of work for individuals. The first condition Employers and society must first consider the limits of humans and do not push them beyond those limits. I know at my job, sometimes I have to tell my coworkers or my supervisor, I have to say, I have hit my limit and I cannot do what you're re- requesting of me. I can't go any further. And too often we push ourselves beyond our limits and we end up with burnout, fatigue, fatigue. Uh, We end up with physical problems, health issues, know your limits and set those limits with yourself and with others and employers make sure not to be pushing your uh, employees beyond their natural human limit. The second rule he lays out is to consider the time of year. You know, it is easier in some weather than it is in others to do certain work. If it's below zero outside, give your workers a day off. Don't be demanding uh, in certain types of weather. If it's extremely hot, do not ask your construction workers to push themselves beyond the limit in extreme weather. The third thing the Pope says is consider the type of work. So those working in mines and other hard labor jobs should be given more rest than those working in offices. And I I used to work in heavy construction. Now I work in an office and there is a difference. Now office comes with a lot of mental stress, uh, construction with a lot of physical stress, but physical stress is harder to recover from than mental stress. It really is. The body, it takes more time, uh, depending on what practices you put in. Obviously, mental stress can take a long time to overcome if you're not practicing certain healthy routines. But consider the type of work. Again, those working in mines and working in hard labor jobs should be given more rest than those working in offices. But unfortunately, we tend to get it the opposite the fourth rule the Pope lays down, or guideline, consider the gender. Yes, the Pope said that. In other words, Pope Leo XIII is the truly woke one, because he recognizes gender. He says, consider the gender. He states that women, and this is truth. He's like, you can't say, oh, the Pope's just so unwoke. No. Probably the most woke because he recognizes the truth. He states that women cannot do the hard work that men can do generally. He states that for modesty's sake and the sake of creation, women are better at home raising children and caring for the family. So employers need to get back to paying men a wage that can sustain the family. Now, there was a time when that was true, but now the wages are so little, the price of everything is so expensive that both our uh, parents are required to work long hours and our families are falling apart as a result. Obviously, this is not an anti-work statement for Proverbs 31 shows that the ideal woman does work and earns money as well. What the Pope is saying is we need to put everything within its godly ordained boundaries. The fifth rule or the fifth guideline that Pope Leo XIII gives us is that we're to consider the person's age. Children should not be working. At least jobs not suited for children. You know, in the old days, children worked on the farm as well. (laughs) But that is different from slave labor, depending on the parents, of course, because obviously a a wicked farmer would have his children be his slave labor. But uh, children can work. They can do certain jobs. When I was 10 years old, I would earn money during snowstorms, shoveling the neighbor's cars out so they could get to work. I would do that for money. I would mow people's yards, fix uh, other people's bikes for money. I mean, I did that growing up. But that was within my limits and ability as a child, and I was learning valuable skills. My grandfather would teach me how to repair certain things around the yard, uh, and I learned construction skills from that. So it wasn't a slave labor, a child labor. It was just grandpa showing grandson how to, to build certain skills. But we have to consider the person's age. We shouldn't be having children working in factories. And by the way, uh, Charles Dickens, one of my favorite authors, probably my favorite author, you know, he worked in a factory as a child in England and in that terrible Victorian age uh, in England when child slave labor was just prevalent and he was a victim of that as well, which is why he speaks against it in, in novels like Oliver Twist and others. And, and his writings, as enjoyable as they are, really are social justice statements. A Christmas Carol, everybody likes the story of Scrooge, but that's a statement against injustice. The sixth thing and sixth rule that the Pope lays down for work is consider that a person owes their strength and energy to God first. I'm going to repeat that. Consider that a person owes their energy and strength to God first. Remember this episode is about what is it really all about? And it really is all about getting to heaven when we die. It's not about our wages. It's not about what job we have. It's not about getting the bills paid. It's about getting to heaven because the day we die, our bills go away. Our wages go away. Our benefits go away our jobs go away, our bank accounts go away, all of that. But what doesn't go away is our soul. So we have to ensure that our employees and society, the people in society are given ample space to pursue eternal life. Now, today's a short. I wanted to just cover these three paragraphs because uh, next time... Uh, In paragraph 43, the Pope begins another discussion about fair wages. And this is one I'm looking forward to because that's a sticky subject. A lot of people claim we want fair wages, but what is a fair wage? Well, the Pope is going to help us with the answers to these questions next time. Now, I am an idealist and a realist. I mean, I keep the ideal always in front of me and I want to work towards the perfect ideal in a given situation, but I do joyfully accept the reality of the present, but I'm not willing to remain there. The ideal is that we all should get adequate time off of work and that Sunday should be a day to stop to go to mass, to spend time with family, to check in on our aging parents, to visit uh, as a family, those in nursing homes who are very lonely, to play board games together as a family. This is justice. This is truly the just way for employers to allow for their employees and the just way for employees to spend their day off. May we be just in the way we use our time off of work as we create a just society right where we are. You've been listening to Common Sense on Social Justice with your host, Michael Davis. A common sense and fresh perspective to creating justice where you are. Share your comments and questions with Michael by emailing sjcommonsense at gmail.com. That's sjcommonsense at gmail.com.